wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players, where each and every Thursday, I, your host, Joseph, sit down with my best friend, Kyle, and talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm good. I just realized, like, I'm, I'm chilly. Yeah. Like, I need a blanket or something, but no, I'm great. I realized. Yeah, I don't know why. I just like I had a cold chill run through my body during the intro. That's I realized the water didn't go down like correctly as I was talking. Like I just took a sip before we started, and I was dying mid intro. But yeah, <laughs> it sounded good to me. Hey, yeah, you were you kind of carried yourself through it, there so it was pretty that, good. I'm a, I'm a trooper, dude. I'm a trooper. And with that, that beautiful voice over there is Eric. Eric, where are you from, sir? So I run a channel called the Bioshock Hub. Mainly I focus, obviously, by the name on Bioshock, like the whole series. You know, backstories, lore, all that good stuff. Awesome. And I also cover The Last of Us as well, so I'm highly anticipated, like, The Last of Us too. Yeah, So I can't wait course. for, like, more news on that game itself. Of course. So, Absolutely. And we found uh, you through uh, our good friend Blaze Knight. So shout out to Blaze Knight. We asked you guys and gals out there on the trophy room, uh, Mr. Badbit, go out, find, if you see a creator that you like, give them a shout out. You know, come over to us. I want to bring more guests on here. You know, I always want to just build that big, beautiful family. So Eric, thank you so much for coming and joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. And today, man, we got some news. A lot of it's about Google. Studia, Stadia, <laughs> Stadia, Stadia. I swear to God, it's everybody. You gotta think like up. Stadium. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Stadium, their it's, new live streaming software, yeah. Studio. <laughs> yeah, okay, that. And then we're also gonna be talking about some EA access, maybe possibly heading to PSN. We're gonna talk about a possible PSVR wireless headset. We got so much awesome stuff, and we have a huge episode. So usually when we talk about what we've been playing. We go on a whole bunch of games, but everybody gets one. So sure. I'm going to start with Eric. You're the guest. What's that one game you've been playing this week? So as a recent, just a lot of Apex Legends. I don't know what it is about it, yeah. but something is so addicting about it. And I tell a lot of my friends this. They're like, well, why do you play it so much? I haven't had this much fun with like an online game since MW2. Ooh, so that's a while, it's, dude. That's it's a been a time. really long time since something just kind of like sparked yeah. that interest. I mean, Fortnite took it for a while, but then they added way too much unnecessary stuff. Mm. So it's the like planes, Apex. It's just gone on gone. Yeah. The planes were your breaking point? Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. Uh, it wasn't even necessarily the planes. It yeah. was like more going into season five, just the excessive building. Yeah. Like yeah. one shot and all of a sudden they build like... Tower exactly, like, oh, they okay, build a whole castle, up. and yeah. it's just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel you. Um, yeah, dude, same here. Apex has been, oh my god, just so addicting. We're going to talk about the battle pass and Octane in a bit, but like, yeah, what do you feel like is the thing that has hooked you into that game? What is the the one mechanic that you're like, oh yeah, I'm hooked? Really, I, I love the way that it's like it balances fast paced gameplay with mm-hmm. gun on gun action, mm-hmm. so it's like. The person with the better reactions usually wins nine times out of ten. Yeah. But I was a fan of the Titanfall series before. And I felt like that often got like overlooked. Mm -hmm. So for a BR game to come out in the style of Titanfall, I think it just like hooked me right away. Yeah, same here. I love Titanfall. I feel like Titanfall one and two just did not get the love that they deserved. They're so competing against like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield, even like Halo and stuff like that still. 
Yeah. It just, I don't know. It seemed like it couldn't hold up to it. And it's, it's, again, it's great that Respawn's found so much success in Apex. It's so great. Kyle, Mm -hmm. let me ask you something. What up, man? I think we've been playing the same game this week. We have. Division. Yeah. What are you feeling about the Division? I'm feeling pretty great about it, Joe. Uh, What level are you? Um, level eight, I think. Not as okay. high as we probably are. I think most people who own the game are. Um, but uh, and my feelings are the same from like the beta. I'm mm-hmm. loving it. I, I, I am hooked. Mm-hmm. The uh, the loot, constant loot, which is great. Getting like uh, you know, I am a little picky on the type of guns I'm getting. I feel like I'm yep. getting the same type of gun over and over oh, okay. and over again. That's gonna change um, soon. I, I hope so. A lot of shotguns, a lot of light machine guns, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, hunting rifles. No like uh, ARs or anything, which which kind of sinks. But um, I'm loving it. I, I think it does have some issues. Like what are the, those the, issues? Like the texture pop in constantly. Yeah, it's like, real bad. When things are, it's real bad. Yeah. But is I it can, like um, Fallout 76 in terms of like the just random stuff that spawns in, or is it more? No, uh, no, no way. Just random. But not okay. not as bad as that. But I, I hope. Oh God. <laughs> to, today I was playing and I was just running through the streets and I it has like the red indicator of like where you can where the mm-hmm. enemies are, um, and I was looking around. I saw nobody, and then they popped. In the screen right in front of my face, yeah, and started shooting me yeah. immediately. They were invisible. A bit of a jump scare, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the there are, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is some stuff like that, but I think the overall fun of it, uh, the the, I'm a solo gamer. I don't play a lot of multiplayer, mm. and that was my issue with uh, the first division. I feel like the story wasn't great to play on your own, and it was more geared for multiplayer stuff. But the division two missions. And if you really get into like the the stuff you pick up and the yeah. notes and the the little videos that you can watch that just really build up what's going on in DC, it's mm-hmm. really amazing. And I have no issues playing through this entire game solo. I feel. Yeah, I've been playing, so I played uh, most of it solo. First off, by the way, if you hear a little bit of echo on my end, that's just me being paranoid. There's a lot of moving going on. My my friend's uh, sister just moved in. There's a whole bunch of packages, so it's not soundproofed anymore. I'm just always, always just. So nervous about that. So I apologize. With that, um, yeah, I've been playing this game mostly solo. And I played uh, about like five or six hours with like Boho Tap one day. We just went out oh, hard. Nice. Yeah, dude. We played from like 10 o'clock to like two or three. <laughs> like it was just, we went hard at it. We, I, I, I love this game. This is, f- it's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Like the, it's more division. And like when you hear people say, oh, it's more division, it's like whatever. But it's. It's, it's more gameplay. division after they figured out what was wrong with division one. Yeah, I was gonna exactly. say it wasn't like the first game. It took like a year or two to finally yeah. find the formula to make it like a yeah, sustainable absolutely. and good game. Yep, there which is... is why I think I fall, fell in love with this one way faster. Yeah, and I'm sticking mm-hmm. with it because they learn from their mistakes and it, they're, you know, it's like you you hop off the train and you're just running. Yeah, and you're just you're continuing. There's always something to do in this game. Whether it's the activities, like you have to stop executions, you have to raid certain like bases that they have. It's like yep. typical Ubisoft check the yep. boxes type of gameplay, but hand in works. supplies. Yeah, hand in supplies. It works so well in this game. You're always fighting, you're always doing something different. And the one thing that I have to applaud this game is it has some of in a shooter, some of the best level design I have ever seen. Mm. The really? level design in this game is crazy because usually when you're playing these looter shooter Destiny like games, right? You're walking down a hallway 
and then you enter a room, that's where the fight's going to happen. In Division, it's way more chaotic, where instead of you're just walking into a room and this is where everybody's fighting, you're actually fighting in different sets, different locations. It feels varied. Like, Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like super simplified when I say it like this. You're sometimes walking down a rectangle and you have a firefight instead of a dumb square or fighting in a dome or you're fighting down a long corridor. And there's and it's got levels. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not linear. It's like I used to be big into the Destiny franchise. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it seems like you just walk down a corridor and then all of a sudden it's an open room. Yeah. And then it's like, here, here's the boss. Here's like two pieces of cover. Yeah. Have fun. Exactly. And with division, you can pick where you're going differently. There's always a different tactic to use because the enemy types are very, they all have like the Mm -hmm. similar structure. Like there's your standard enemies that'll just shoot at you. There's standard enemies that'll run and gun at you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then there's your brutes, but how they approach it is certain enemies. They'll rush at you with a chainsaw. Like they're, they're just wheeling chainsaws at you. There's enemies that will hide in, in cover and then they will, um, they will actually send RC explosive cards. Which is the most at. terrifying thing so far for me. <laughs> the RCs? Because like, yeah. I would be hiding behind cover. I don't see the, whoever that enemy is because he's hidden while he's mm. making the RC car. I don't see the icon for it. And then all of a sudden you hear the wheels. Yeah. And you don't know where it is. You automatically get out of the cover and run and try to yep. find it. And, and like, shoot it son of a bitch, where are you? I would just in- yeah. instinctively rage because of the RC car from Call of Duty. Oh, it's, like, yeah. it's one of those things that always manages to like find you on a streak. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what streak you're on. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's there's always different there's so many different enemy types that are so varied like this the the sons of uh I was gonna say sons of liberty. The what is what are they called in this game? I forget. Fall, the, forgotten sons? Fallen yeah, forgotten sons or fallen sons, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, they'll I just run at you with shotguns and they'll just keep on like hosing you down while they're, un, they're while they get support from their back end. Like the AI, though they're pretty dumb, they're not the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They're pretty capable. Um I love it. I this yeah. is fantastic. The the only downside is the story's non-existent to me. I'm not mm. I, I don't know what's going on, but honestly I don't care. The loot is there. I'm constantly getting stuff. Every level I am switching out a new gun or a new piece of gear and all the guns are different. I'm finding out what playstyle I like. And it is the marksman rifles are dope. Yep, so, that's what I use. Yeah, marksman rifles are the way to go. Anything else? There, there's stupid. there's such a satisfying feeling in this yeah. one, where you see an enemy like running away from you, and you just slowly like try to pan over to catch him, and then mm-hmm. you hit. You, once you catch him and you pop him, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So does it actually like reward you for progressing rather than just giving you like the same thing over and over and over? Absolutely, and over? absolutely. Okay. They keep on adding new stuff, new abilities, new things to do as you progress through the game. I can't wait to get to the end game. Uh, honestly, yeah, there's... Some, I heard it's nuts. Yeah? In terms of, like, the actual overall loot pool for the end game. There's so much to do in absurd. this game. There's so much to do, and I am just thrilled to see Ubisoft get it. And I am very, very scared for Anthem. That seems mm. very barren in comparison. Oh, I think that thing was... I don't know. Like a lot of people were hyping it up going into, but all I saw was EA's version of trying to copy it. Yeah, yeah. And then with people now like getting their refunds back for the game, I, I think it's hilarious. Like I don't know if you saw that about oh, yeah. what it was doing to people's PS4s. Yeah, it was actually like breaking the PS4. Yeah, so, so it's that's crazy. It's been a, it's been an experience for them for sure. But with that, yeah. that's what we've been playing. 
It's been a whole lot of stuff. We got games. some insane goobers for you. Oh, boy. Kyle, the I'm first ready. story on the goober is Google. Wait, wait. I'm going to say it correctly. Come on. You got this. Stadia has been announced a gaming streaming service for Chrome, Android, and TVs. This comes from 9to5Google. Now, before I say this, I modified this article to give it in bullet points. So this is a little bit of my my grammar in there. I apologize. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to read it as such. Go uh, number one, with Stadia, YouTube watchers can press play now at the end of a video and be brought into the game within five seconds. The service provides instant access via button or link, just like any other piece of content on the web. Number two, Stadia at launch will be available on desktops, laptops, TV, tablets, and phones. Seamless switching allows users to move between all devices and save their state. Additionally, Stadia will support cross-platform play for developers and gamers on other consoles. Number three, for TVs, Stadia will work with, via a Chromecast Ultra. Players can use existing controllers, keyboards, and mice. Number four, Stadia supports 4K at 60 frames per second with HDR and surround sound at launch. Google hopes to get 8K resolution in the future. This is a step up from the 1080p during the Project Steam uh, technical test last oh excuse me project stream technical test last october on the sharing front stadia users will be able to share a 4k 60 frame per second stream directly to youtube number five a crowd play feature allows watchers to join a game being streamed on youtube with creators able to manage the queue and number six the stadia's controller will have google assistant integration allows users to ask how do I beat this level right into Stadia without having to use another device to open a YouTube walkthrough? So Google Golden announces <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Google announces this new streaming service-ish thing. Walking in on it, I want to know your thoughts. I'm gonna start with Eric. You're the guest. What were your thoughts yeah. walking into this? In in a Twitter so, post. Yeah, so Obviously, I didn't see like their press conference or the live stream, whatever you want to consider it. Mm -hmm. But reading it, like I'm kind of excited, but I'm still on the fence because this is going to be Google's first attempt mm -hmm. at basically anything gaming related. Okay. So if it's a success, I kind of fear for the future of Steam. Okay. Because they might end up making Steam almost irrelevant, especially right. because people usually gravitate towards PC games for, you know, the upgraded graphics and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. So if they can only go up to the 1080p, whereas so Stadia you, has 4K. Are you cautiously optimistic about Stadia? Like yeah. Like I, I want to give I want to give Google like the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Obviously, they're a multi-billion-dollar company, maybe yeah. even trillion-dollar company. I don't even know at man. this point. Yeah, don't I, I don't even know. Basically, <laughs> yeah. and. They obviously see what people like due to owning YouTube. So for like gaming side of things, they know what people want to see. They've like heard a lot of different feedback. Yeah. So I think going into it, I want to see Google uh, succeed with this because obviously then I think that would make the other three companies, you know, Nintendo, Microsoft, mm -hmm. Sony actually step up their game okay. instead of just relying on like the, the casual 1080p. Yeah. I think going into next generation of consoles, mm -hmm. whether that be PlayStation 5, whatever the next yeah, Xbox is going to be, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And with Nintendo, the standard is going to be 4K resolution. Right. So, so Kyle, walking in for this event for you, yeah. what are your what are your expectations like? Are they are they cautiously optimistic like Eric or 
What are you so, thinking walking in? Yeah, walking into this, um, I, I joked about it on this very podcast. Yeah. I thought it was a joke. I was expecting a Ouya 2, okay. basically. Okay. Especially with whatever that mock-up controller was that we saw, which actually isn't what it is, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't thinking very much of it. And then during the the stream, um, I'm very excited for um, what this is. Mm. Everything that they laid out is extremely impressive. Right. Like the the way that you can stream like almost instantly from just watching an advertisement. You can click play the game, and then you got it. Apparently, if like if that's how it's going to work, mm. but. They did not sell me on why I need it. Why I need it. So yeah. So for me, walking into this event, I'm I'm ready to see bodies start dropping, guys. I'm yeah. ready to see <laughs> Google just come in, big dick swinging in the wind, and just start just going after everybody. And they did because like Google has this monumentous feat ahead of them because what they showed with this is they're going after the they're going after everybody. Right, they're going after yeah. the big three. They're going after the PC market. Um, they're going after even Twitch by trying to make YouTube the center hub where you stream everything, where it's all about the community type of thing. And even in the name Stadia Stadium, they want this to be something where they're blending social social presence. I can't even say media in with how we play games. That's something super unique. Walking out of it. I have I have more questions than answers, mm-hmm. and I think what they showed is pretty cool. And I'm not ex- I'm not expecting it to be, you know, I I wasn't expecting any games to be completely honest, or not mm-hmm. many games. Uh, I wasn't expecting a name or a price for it. This is actually, at a developer conference, so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. This is this is them talking to the developers. So I wanted, but at least I wanted to know what this thing is. And I didn't get that sense of like, there are some sites calling this a marketplace. There are some sites calling this a streaming service. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what this thing is. And that's what gets me so confused is that the messaging is a little off on this thing. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I got a question in from one of our lovely viewers, the most uh, famous quick, I've ever met. Yeah. Before you get to Famous Shameless, sure. there's an excellent question. Um, somebody on Twitter, a friend in the Kind of Funny community, uh, John okay. Conti, at Conti and Stereo, he put his thoughts completely exactly how I, as I think of them themselves. So I want to read them because I think sure. he did a great job summarizing. Uh, Over the years, the power of my gaming devices has become less and less important. It's the experience the games deliver. PC is cool, doesn't have Horizon Zero Dawn. Streaming is great, won't have God of War and The Last of Us. I consider myself a console-neutral gamer, but until anyone can capture that Sony first-party magic, it's going to be hard for another platform to become my primary means of gaming. There's a lot more to the conversation here regarding accessibility, pricing, etc., of course. Take PlayStation out of it. Nintendo and Microsoft have already carved their niche areas of my gaming time. One of them is even working on a similar service. I just can't see where this fits right now. Years down the road, pro- road probably different, but we yeah. can reevaluate that. I think he hit the nail on the head. Like this is obviously impressive tech. Yeah, but yeah. where does it fit in what I game for? I game for my store, my stories. I sound like an old man. Yeah, but like I, I <laughs> game for my experiences on Sony, the the incredible first party experiences. Mm-hmm. I game on my Switch on the go because of the indies. Mm-hmm. What is the Google Stadia going to give to me that's different? That's a yeah, great I can question. Agree with that. 
I yeah. can agree with that. Like, like, like the way he put that. Yeah, it was John, so articulate in the way that he actually presented just the problem. Really, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's the like, only other problem the I can see with it. Yeah, the yeah. only other problem I can see with it is it being maybe like a huge flop, and that's mm-hmm. one thing yeah. that kind of concerns me heading forward. Mm-hmm. Like he said, maybe in a couple of years it's going to be yeah. perfect. When, when like get... Google Fiber is more readily available, yeah, or like it can actually be good so, for everybody. So. Let me get to famous Seamus's question. Yeah. Yes, please. Sorry, because um, you cut him off with that John Conti guy. Very <laughs> beautiful words. Beautiful words. Best words, as some would say. Uh, do you think PlayStation needs to step up their game with Google Stadia happening? So, as a PlayStation gamer, I'll go with you, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like <clears throat> Google with Google Stadia, Sony has to like? Do you feel like the pressure's on Sony? In in certain areas, yes. Okay. Um, especially where, um, in John's tweets, he said like power doesn't really mean much. But right. on uh, on paper, when Google Stadia came out and said it has whatever eleven teraflops, and you saw PlayStation oh, Four 10. only at like point six. Oh, I'm sorry, ten point six. And PlayStation Four <laughs> Pro difference. is only at like four point something. Um. To to the average consumer, they're like, oh, PlayStation's got the least amount out of anybody yeah. up here. Why why is that? Why should I get that if the other consoles are more powerful? Right. So I, I think that maybe PlayStation needs to look that way. I think with the cross party and cross play thing, uh, where Google Stadia had a huge moment on during yeah. the stream, where like they can play with anybody. We're opening up for developers to allow it for any other console yeah. to play yeah. in between. That's huge. And PlayStation should be listening to that because they are now the very last ones. Yeah. So excluding some like games here and there. Like yeah. a yes, or absolutely. The, the ones that they the handpick. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so yeah, to kind of to kind of sh- sh- kind of go off on that one. I think you're totally right. I think. Crossplay is a is a thing that Google had a moment on. Um, Eric, what do you think when it comes to crossplay? Do you think like like where are your thoughts on it? Because again, you're you're new you're new here. I want to mm-hmm. know your thoughts when it comes to crossplay. How important is it that Sony's well, the odd man out? There you go. That's a word I wanted to think of. So, from obviously like a PlayStation user's standpoint, mm-hmm. like I have a lot of friends that still have Xbox. So I mean. For me to be able to like actually play within real life friends like that, it's it would be awesome. But like we said earlier, it's only some hand selected games that you can do that on. Yeah, like I'd like to be able to do that with I don't know a Call of Duty or something like that. But just to be you, able to sit back and have like fun. The pressure is on Sony to to now do crossplay. Like, do you think going forward the next generation people are going to choose other platforms because Sony doesn't have crossplay? Uh, I don't necessarily think that Sony's in that much trouble with it because okay. they've survived up until this point with it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they've actually thrived being one of the only ones that don't necessarily do cross play right. because they can rely on all of the games that they own exclusively. Right, like God of War, to, Spider-Man. Yeah, like God of War, Last of Us, Spider-Man, all of that. So all of their exclusives is really why I stick to PlayStation and don't venture out in at anything else. Yeah, that's where I, I stand too. Is like crossplay is nice. I would rather have cross progression. 
Yeah. But yeah, like I'm on my I'm on my ecosystem because I I love it and I would love to play it with all my friends. Don't get me wrong, but like for me, I'm like I love God of War way too much to have <laughs> drop it for an Xbox, right? Like same with same like Last of Us. You know, I can't drop that thing. Maybe when the Bioshock. Yeah, for me, The Last of Us was a. Uh... Uh, game that really helped like save my life. Yeah. So I know that sounds no. over dramatic and stuff like that, but I, I don't know if you've like looked into my Twitter or anything I like did. that or I did a bit. Yeah. Okay. So I do make videos on like mental health and stuff like that because yep. I deal with depression, bipolar, anxiety. And when The Last of Us actually came out, that was like I was low, like very low. So just having a game like that actually have a story about hope. Yeah. It gave me hope, and it kind of like pulled me out of that rut. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah that, it has a very special place in my heart, and I, I same here. I can't give that up. Same here. Uh, I, God of War is mine. It's the story about me and my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Corey Barlock did it. He was peering into a window. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like all my life, he was Truman show me, showing it. But like, no, I, I, dude, one hundred percent. That's why I play PlayStation. But with yep. that. I asked I asked this question. I'm going to add some context to you. So we both we all agree Sony needs to do something, but it's not detrimental. They're not in the worst shape in the world, but they do need to do something. And my next question before I ask it is who is most prepared? But let me read into this quote. So after this announcement, everybody's kind of freaking out. Nintendo's stocks drop. Um, Sony's drops uh, stocks drop a little bit, and there's someone. That comes out of the woodwork to speak on the behalf of their company. And it adds to a segment I like to call X marks the spot. Everybody get in your cars, metal, or sorry, foot to the pedal. Let's do this. Don't stop. Don't just every red light. Just go for it. Don't even, don't even stop. Don't ever stop. See, Eric, he does rule. this sometimes, and I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> All right, pedestrian. I'm just letting it go. I'm just letting it go. I'm having fun with this. So this is with fun. that. When we talk about Xbox on the show sometimes just to add more context to situations or what's going on. Because when we're talking about the next generation, we need to know where our enemies are, okay, where their head's at. So Phil Spencer uh, came out in an email, in an internal email to his employees by saying and said this. We just wrapped up watching the Google announcement of Stadia as a team here at GDC. Their announcement was validation of the path we've embarked on two years ago. Today, we saw a big tech competitor enter the gaming market and frame the necessary ingredients for success as content, community, and cloud. There were no big surprises in their announcement, although I was impressed by their leveraging of YouTube and the use of Google Assistant and the new Wi-Fi controller. But I want to get us back to there has been... Whoa, I want to... This is weird. Phil, come on. (laughs) Let me fill you in here. But I want to get... Back to us. There you go. That's my dyslexia. There has been really good work to get us to the position where we are, poised to compete for 2 billion gamers across the planet. Google went big today, and we have a couple of months until E3 when we will go big. We have to stay agile and continue to build with our customers at the center. We have the content, <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, community, sure, cloud team, yeah, and strategy, And I've been saying for a while, it's about the execution. This is even more true today. Energizing times, Phil. What does that quote speak to you? Because I was talking to Luke Lore today, and he read this 
as, I'm calling you out, Luke, as a sign of, is, is Microsoft scared? Like, are they trying to just reassure mm. their team what's going on? I read this as, Phil knows what's up. He's ready to drop something big at E3. He says it's all about execution, and I agree. And so when I ask who is the most prepared to take on Google, it's Microsoft. They have the Azure servers. As much shit as we love to give Microsoft, we love to troll them every now and again. Their servers are the most powerful servers in the world at this very moment. So when it comes to who's poised to take on Google, it is Microsoft. And it is on execution because, look, today we're all talking about Stadia and we're not like over the moon about it. Like we're just mm-hmm. like, it's cool. I don't know where it fits I in. I think we're, me. yeah, I think we're more excited to see what everyone else is going to do in response. Yeah. yeah. So with that, Kyle, uh, or actually, yeah. Eric, I'll go to you. Who is the most prepared sure. to take on Google? Or do you think we're fine? Don't worry about um, it. I would say let's not really think about like, you know, more like head to head competition. Because mm-hmm. I think this is going to spark way more of that, obviously. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit back and just watch and just okay. see what happens and wait to see what happens. I like this. I, like this. I think this is going to be, in my opinion, one of the most exciting E3s like of all time. Oh, yeah. You have to see now what Google's going to do. Mm-hmm. You have to worry about Microsoft, Sony, and then Nintendo. Yeah. So it's going to be huge. Do you and think? Do you think that Google's going to go and, and enter E3, or you think they're going to do that? Um, I mean, if they plan on launching this sort of service this year, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, think so. I think they're going to have to in order to generate the hype going mm-hmm. into the launch. By they did going, mention yeah. like yeah. we'll see in the summer. Like we'll have more to say in the summer. Yeah. So do yeah. you think that's them saying we'll see at E3? Because yep. to me, I don't. Uh, obviously, yeah. It's like it's like no no question because okay. summer E3 is the biggest thing for gaming. Yeah. The next chance I think they get is like Gamescom. PAX East or something maybe. PAX East is next week. I'm so excited. Yeah, it is. No, yeah. So you'd have that, then yeah, you'd have that, then E3, and then yeah. PAX and uh, like Comic Con and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so okay. it, like I think they're gonna go all out for E3. Okay. They're, they would be kind of dumb not to, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. What do you think? What do you What do you think? Who's poised to take them on? I I, I would E3. Oh oh absolutely! I think Google is absolutely coming to E3, okay. and part of me. Part of me feels now because we know Sony's not going to be there. Yeah. Part of me feels like Google is going to take Sony's spot on Monday. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're going to take it and be like, "Hey, look at all this stuff that yeah. you know that every other major company brought out in these press conferences." Uh, now, here's what we can do: we can do all that and more potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do feel like Microsoft is the most ready uh, because in Phil's email that you just read. He said, like, that was kind of their vision two mm-hmm. years ago when they're yeah. looking at the next console. And he, how I understood it was, it's more of just, like, validation that we made the right choice. Not too much that they were scared. Probably yeah. a little weary just yeah. to see, because you saw what happened when Xbox One got announced, where they had this whole always online thing and, yeah, and the backlash. Yeah. So I'm sure they kind of had a little bit of that. But okay. now that they see Google a major probably the biggest in the world uh, in tech um, come out and, and follow what they were planning to do. Yeah. I'm sure they're like big sigh of relief. Yeah. I just, I, I think at this point in time, um, I don't think we have to worry 
as Sony fans. I think day one, no. everybody was like blown away at this tech. Seeing the reactions, though, of a lot of people, Google does have a lot of work to do to win people over. And I don't <laughs> think this is like a day one huge success. It could be. I mean, we're going to see, you know, Google spin it like 60 million people have tried or whatever. Um, you know, similar where we see with Game Pass, you know, like yeah. it's it's that spin of trying to make, and I'm not saying Game Pass is fair. I'm just saying, you know, it's just them trying to show numbers to show numbers. Um, but for me, I don't think anybody has anything to worry about. I think this is them targeting or trying to target a different market and seeing mm-hmm. if there is something there. With that, though, show me a game. Show me a game. Yeah. I'll get excited. Show me a game. I should be excited exactly. about. Or and, like how the actual thing works itself. Like show yeah. me a demonstration rather than giving me just like little spark notes that you're reading off of a cue card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, you know, I'm I'm still on. I'm I'm excited. It's different. Uh, I just need to see it. Also, the download speeds from what I've seen, I think it's 25 up to get 1080p, 30 up to get 4K. So it's still, it still has a way to go, mm-hmm. right? It's. Still- I think this is going to be more on like the high end side of things because, yeah. like, consoles are, are for like. How, how am I trying to word this? It's for it's for more like city, right, or like suburbs. Yeah, it, it's it, more. It convenient yeah than going where, where space is an issue yeah. yeah 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 so it's more convenient to buy a console than it is to like actually get let's say a gaming pc and then to invest in that high of a speed of internet it's just, just crazy it's just crazy google's in this it's awesome we got a fourth person i wonder what if there's going to be a fifth or sixth um it's crazy times and again good luck google i wish you the best of luck i'm just i'm happy that you know that that the roof isn't on fire at Sony. Yeah. I don't think. I think they're all worried, don't get me wrong, of like, okay, where do we need to go? But I think everybody's has their strength and everybody has their market that they're speaking to. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's much to worry about. With that though, holy crap, we're we're <laughs> we're heading into the 30 minute mark. So let's get to the next goober on the list. Con? You got it. It's a little segment R- we love so much. Has it, Joe? Rumor has it. PS4 referenced an EA Access source code, adding fuel to the fire. This goober comes from Push Square, so go give him a, li- a click. I almost said lick. That would have been weird. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want, you can go if you want, lick. I, I don't know how well that's going to work out for you, but, I mean, go go for it. Yeah. Whatever you're into. Whatever It does seem like EA Access will release on the PlayStation 4 in the near future, Mm -hmm. as the service was recently spotted on the Brazilian PlayStation Store. And now references to Sony's console have been discovered on the subscriptions website. While it's far from conclusive proof, when you consider that the publisher said recently it would be adding another platform to its lineup in the near future. Dope. I forgot yeah. to do the time code, and that's why I was writing it. No worries. Thought you had more to say. <laughs> Eric chimes in, and he asks this important question. With Google Stadia, yeah, we're still on it, coming onto the market <laughs> sometime in the future, do you believe Sony will have to make an attempt to improve PlayStation Now to the point of restructuring it to try to market it as, their, uh, as a new thing in order to directly compete with Stadia? I think... Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really not in that good of a place no. at the moment. No. It's so, kind of just there. It's kind of and they had there. a huge deal, like when they unveiled the PlayStation Four. It's like, oh, we bought Gaikai. 
this yeah. huge streaming service that it's going to be the future of gaming, and then PlayStation Now is not that great. It's it's, it's better than what it was. Yeah, but it's they're, not. They've been making yeah. improvements. I think exactly what's going to happen with it is they're going to make improvements to it, repackage it as something yep. new, and then we got ghosts in the class. Oh yeah. Ghost in the class who haunts these very hollow halls asks this question, which you can't do via following us on PS Trophy Room. You can, follow, you can give us a question there. Or at the Casa de Babbit server, you can drop us questions there as well. And they ask, what are the ways you guys would improve uh, PS Now? So for, I, I think we've talked about this. But Eric, I, I know we, we personally haven't tried out PS Now. But what is... I'll say this. What is the one deterrent from you from trying PS now? Uh, yeah, personally, I haven't tried it either just because I don't see like the point. Mm-hmm. If like I've got all these current games and I still have a PlayStation 3 or even an Xbox for that matter, I can go play old games on it without like the lag and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like there's no point. It just seems like it's it's there on the dashboard. You'll hover over it and then you're like, oh, OK, whatever. I'm actually going to go play the game that I want. Rather than you have the same, yeah, you have the same mentality I have, which is like old game is old. I'm on to something else. Yeah, exactly. Like I want, I want like the new stuff. Like if I want to go back on a nostalgia trip, I'll just go plug in my PS3. Right. Yeah. I don't want to have to pay for a service for the same games that I have, you know, sitting on my shelf, like right behind me. So Kyle, what what would be the way you improve PS now? Again, I know we talked about it before, but Stadia wasn't around then. So now that we have some, I mean, the only thing I've tried it out with a couple of games like years ago, Uh, one of them being Arkham City before we got the remaster or the on the thing the was it Return to Arkham yeah uh, bundle uh, uh, before that, Um, and Eric mentioned it. It's just the lag. It was Mm. real bad when I tried it. it's really so, choppy too, from what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, ex- extremely. And uh, if that gets improved, then I think it's fine. Uh, it's basically like a very, it is a kindergarten version of Game Pass. <laughs> oh damn! Where Josh, you have yes. a huge, huge library of games because PlayStation does have a huge library of games on PS Now, mm-hmm. um, but it's just not up to snuff. Like, you can't download the games. It's it's right. Maybe you can now. I forget. Was that an yeah, update? You can, yeah, you can download okay. the games now. So, so I, I mean, before, October, yeah. Yeah, before when I tried it, you couldn't, and it was basically <clears> just streaming them, and it was not great. Yeah. yeah, for me, here's what I would do to overhaul PS Now and to be competitive with Stadia because, again... At the end of the day, I think Google's main mistake with this thing is we don't know what it is and we don't know any of the pricing structures of this thing. We just know it's a thing that could play games and, and that's cool. <laughs> so uh, for me, I, I honest to God think if Stadia is this juggernaut, something we should be afraid of, uh, Sony does have time to create something around PS Now where, listen, it's not going to be as good as whatever Google has to offer or Microsoft, right? We just talked about it. Google has uh, the second best servers in the world. Microsoft has the first best servers. Um, Eric, what you were talking about before, they're a $735 billion company. So mm-hmm. they got the infrastructure. They got the money to make these servers run. Sony, though they are also, like I think it's like $60 billion company, nowhere near the amount of bank, the amount of capital to compete. So what I would say, now if I was Shu, a little personal one, Ooh. is I would just 
do one or two things. A, of course, improve the servers. That's like the obvious one everybody's going to say. We need to lower the price. 20 bucks is way too much money. Or And or we make a PlayStation Plus Plus like type of system mm-hmm. in place where, listen, Stadia, for what we know, you're, you're playing games online for free. With Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus, you, you need both of those. It's gated in order to play online. Make it worth it for people that don't play online. So what I suggest is bundling PlayStation Now with PlayStation Plus to make it so that there's a huge package here, a huge offer that you kind of can't pass up. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to do now games every month. You just have new games added every month to this huge vault that you already have. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so, make sure that PS1 is part of that. Yeah. Oh, dude. That's dope. What's, be the nice. other, what's the other? What's the other goober? Oh, uh, PSVR wireless headset patent appears online. This comes from DualShockers. Sony has patented a new unit that appears to be completely wireless. Of course, the device will still need to be plugged into the PlayStation itself. However, that device will then wirelessly... Oh, my goodness. You got this. Wirelessly. Thank you. you. I I don't know why I can't say that word today. Uh, Send a signal to the headset, which frees up a lot of area for movement. It must be stated this is only a patent. Plenty of patents never come to fruition and are more or less just people exploring different ideas. So is this just something? Do you think this is a thing, Kyle? Oh, I think this is definitely a thing. And this makes me super excited. I was now I was gonna say, if this thing comes out and it's the same exact specs, now you get to choose. You can have or actually you get (gasps) shoe must Uh choose, Kyle. You can either get this headset that is wireless (laughs) or you could get a pair of headsets that's even more powerful than the PSVR ones you got right now, but it's wired. Which one would you pick, and why? I'm going wireless. Yeah, I'm going because in my in uh, my room where I'm at right now, over here to my mm-hmm. to my left, uh, it is it, there's not a lot of space, mm-hmm. and having the wires just kind of like on the floor. Yeah. And like in the way, like my nieces come down and they trip over it all the time. Okay. So to have like a wireless thing where I don't have to worry about it and I can sit on my couch comfortably without having like the wires, you know, all over the place. Um, that is what excites me. It, it, it could be more powerful. Great. But if I still can feel tethered mm-hmm. to something that kind of takes away from being transported into another world. Okay. Okay. Uh, Eric, what about you, man? Are, are, have you ever have you tried VR yet? Or uh, no, I've okay. seen just like a lot of videos right. on it, and it does seem interesting. What's the thing so. stopping you? Do you it, if you saw one that was wireless, would that pique your interest? Um, really, the only thing that's stopping me is like the price of the actual like units mm-hmm. itself, because you can go see an Oculus Rift, and they're what like. Four hundred, three hundred dollars a pop, mm-hmm. or something like that. Oculus now, uh, yeah, I think they're, I think they're like anywhere from the range of, I don't know, this isn't an Oculus show, four hundred to six hundred or something. Yeah, like somewhere that. in that ballpark, yeah. yeah. yeah so PSVR I think right now, you could get it for about two to three hundred, mm-hmm. depending on the yeah. sale. Yeah, and that's already on top of, let's say, if you got the console on launch. Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure the console was what like two ninety nine at launch or something like that. Oh, at launch? Uh, yeah, oh. like the initial when the PS4 and the Xbox One first came out. Oh, oh uh, PlayStation was, was way back when. Yeah, way back when. Yeah, so yeah. on top of that, it just seems like it's an overabundance in price. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I will, real quick. Yeah. Did you see, 
I know you said it's not an Oculus show, but mm-hmm. there was an Oculus uh, thing at GDC where you can play Beat Saber. Yep. And it's completely wireless. Yep. And you don't even need a computer or anything to run the game. It's in the headset. Yeah, but does it have a PlayStation emblem on it? No. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is dope. If it was me, uh, yeah, I would definitely go wireless. I, I love PSVR. I've been, uh, I've adopted it, and I just speaking of Beat Saber, I was playing the DLC. Oh my Ooh, god! I can't wait. I need to get. It. I streamed a little bit of it. I streamed the song Overkill, and I almost had a heart attack playing it on Expert. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how I did it. People were like, "Joe, breathe." <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. I don't. So know. you mentioned that you've like adopted it yes. basically into like yeah. your like almost everyday gaming, right? Yep. Have you tried Resident Evil Seven with it? Or I'm no? not gonna fuck with that. But I, <laughs> I did. Put my... I mean that that game is incredible without it. So yeah. like mm-hmm. to be actually transported into that world, I think I, shit my I will say part yeah. of the VR when you got you get it, you get like a bundle of demos, yeah. and one of the demos is actually the kitchen demo or Resident Evil Seven. That. I put my mouth through it. I didn't last like two minutes in that. Like when, when you see the creepy little yeah. girl kind of peek her head around the corner, I said, "Nope, uh, uh-uh, and I flew it off Fuck my head. This shit it now. was way, it was way Pretty too much. much, way too much. Yeah, no, I was a good son. I put my mom through that. I wasn't gonna do it, so I'd let her be the guinea pig. I didn't tell her it was just called kitchen. She's like, "Oh, a kitchen? Why am I stuck in a chair?" And then it all started from there. With that, let's get to the next scuba. We're on, we're now on a roll. We're on a dang roll. No Man's Sky latest update, titled Beyond, is coming in summer 2019. This also comes from Dual Shockers. Sean Murray tweeted, Earlier this year, or early this year, we were working on three future updates, but we wanted to interweave their future their features to create something much more impactful. Beyond will contain those three major updates rolled into one larger free release. Murray added how his team already mentioned in early 2019 that they were working on three new updates for the game. Beyond will be a merge of all Beyond. of these three updates to create a more intense experience all linked together. The first one is No Man's Sky Online, and the other two's names are still classified information. Many No Man's Sky's players hope for one of these two updates to be a VR mode, but nothing has been revealed yet, and more info will be coming soon. Does this excite you at all? Or are you just, I should have put this on Flash News, maybe. But That's okay. uh, yeah, no, for me, this is. It's cool. Um, I'm I'm not getting back in the game, but I know so many other people that are super pumped, super excited. Yeah. It's to me, it's just really glad to see. I'm really glad to see that they're supporting this game yep. for years yep. now, and there's no microtransactions. They it's took a, the yeah. They took their lumps. Yeah, and they could have very easily just walked away from it and never touched it again. But they, yeah. they kind of learn from it. And from everyone that has hopped back into it, mm-hmm. have told me that it's pretty great, yeah. all the changes to it. Um, it I actually see. shows how much like passion the yeah. developers had for the game. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and even if they, like, I don't play it, mm-hmm. but if I were to, and if like they had microtransactions, I would have no problem giving back to a developer that supports their game and actually has a passion for their game like they do. Yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense, yeah. No, so. yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, like, we're going to talk about Apex. I- the train even agrees with you. The train that's hey, the I'm doing something right. <laughs> exactly. The train conductor's like, I hear you, Eric. I hear you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, No Man's Sky. That's my shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, I wish I was playing it right now. <laughs> it's, it's Get awesome me off to this see them. Train. Yeah. 
actually I'm playing it right now. Um, so I hope not. Yeah, and do your damn job, train conductor. But I'm really excited to see them continue to support this game after the insanely rough launch. Them sticking with it and making something really special, and their fans are loving it. This is awesome. Congratulations, No Man's Sky. And yeah. now with that, on to the I next. will jump in if one of those oh. is VR, though. Oh, would you jump in if it's VR? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Honestly? Can I can I chime in a thought here, yeah. too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, like you guys mentioned, they could have just cut their losses and kind of abandoned the project. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with The Calling 2? Oh, like, yes. Did you read anything about that? Oh, yes. God, yes. So <laughs> it was the like a week they, later, right? No, it was like three or four days after oh, okay. they took yeah. it off the marketplace. Yeah. But at launch, it only had like a thousand unique players. And that's Damn. to me, that's crazy for a yeah. game that's that hyped up. And then yeah. it's like they didn't even support it. They didn't do anything to bring people in. So, so it's, it's awesome to see that like. Yeah, like there's developers out there that don't have that passion, don't have that love. Exactly. They want to jump on something like Battle Royale and then it. And I know, guys, anybody that's getting yelling at me, I know the original Culling was one of the whatever <coughs> geez, but seeing them try to hop back onto the bandwagon uh, or back onto the hype train and then like uh, it derails and they're just like, yeah, yeah they just completely abandoned the project. Yeah, and just to see No Man's Sky shat hit the fan and they kept on with it. So mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. glad for their success now. I'm really happy for their success. Yeah, that's awesome. So keep going, Kyle. On to the next Gubert. This is gonna be a long show, by the way. I love it. All right, let's uh, do it. Hey, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I just appreciate being on here. This is fun. Uh, We're happy to have you. Uh, Bethesda will be returning to E3 this year. Doom Eternal confirmed to appear. This also comes from Dual Shockers. Man, they're working hard over there, Joe, at Dual Shockers. Or I was just real lazy with the stories (laughs) this week. E3 2019 is starting to come more into view with publisher Bethesda Softworks today confirming that it will once again be present at the show and will again be holding a press conference. Mm -hmm. For the fifth consecutive year, hashtag BE3 will be returning to show off more than of what Bethesda has in the pipeline in the coming months and years. Per usual, Bethesda will be holding its press press event at E3 on Sunday night, which this year will fall on June 9th. The show is slated to then be streamed live around the world starting at 5.30 p.m. PST. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So last week we forgot to mention, I think we forgot to mention, because we, you know, sometimes there's just so much EA crap and I'm just like, <laughs> not today, not today, Satan, we're not going to talk about you. Um, but they backed out of E3. They're like, and they, they've been backing out for a while now, but yeah. now they're fully out of the scene. Sony's out of E3. Is this reassuring to you that Bethesda, after even Fallout 76, is back in the scene? Is back going, you know what, we're heading into E3. What do you feel about it, Eric? What do you feel about Bethesda saying at E3? Are you liking it, or should you let old things die? I, uh, Kill them if now you I, I have a lot of things to say about it, but I'll just... I'll keep that inside. Okay. okay. <laughs> because they, they really pissed me off with 76. Yeah. I'm a huge Fallout fan. I've been following it basically since Fallout 2. Was this like and a stab in the back for you? Yeah. It was just basically, hey, we're just going to get your money, and that's it. Like Here's the whole debacle assets. with their yeah. like $200 or $300 collector's edition thing, mm-hmm. you know, coming with that like yeah. cheap like plastic bag thing. Yeah. The only thing that was worth it was like the power armor helmet, apparently. It's dope. But it's dope. the game itself just. Did you get the power armor edition? No, thank God. Thank God. 
I would I would have hated myself if I got oh, that. Oh God. Probably like, someone's had sex with that helmet on. I just <laughs> that you know? Like, for call the me Volt Boy, call me Volt Boy. <laughs> oh jeez. I'll let you enter my vault, God you know? Damn it. At Volt 69. Yeah, Eric, welcome to the oh, show. This is what I I'm just imagining him like to... staring at his Pip Boy. Like Come on, I've got places to be. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> So okay, but, I'm uh, sorry I derailed this. Going, you going back to the you were angry. See yeah. them at E3. What do they need to do to gain your trust back? Um, not make another fallout for a while. That's for sure. <laughs> but there's rumors <laughs> that there's one cooking. I hope not. If what? they're gonna if they're gonna make anything positive with Fallout 76, mm-hmm. they need to go all out with the next Fallout. They need new engines, updated graphics, everything. Mm-hmm. Like they, they need to revamp that whole series. What, what if they come at at this year's E three and they finally give us a Fallout three remaster or remake? Okay, Fallout that would be fine. I would be okay <laughs> with that. Even even though even though yeah. I've already played that, you know, years ago. Yeah. Yep. And as long as they're not charging obviously full price for it, mm-hmm. because yeah. it is a remaster. Yeah. You give me Fallout 3, maybe even like a new Vegas remaster, even though they weren't the ones that made it. They just yeah. published it. Yeah. I, I would be okay with that. Right. I would actually have no problem buying like a $30 thing with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's a whole new independent like IP Fallout base, I'm kind of skeptical about it, mm-hmm. even with like the Elder Scrolls series as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's now everything they do is met with skepticism. Yeah. Because yeah. they've lost so many people's trust with. 76 and just the lies and stuff and it was it was the way that they it was themselves. yeah yeah do you feel though like 76 uh because this is great you actually played the fucking game and like i've yeah. i felt like there were so many people was like today's a new controversy right like today is like and then it's like the same it's it was the one thing that kind of killed youtube for me for a while was seeing the same Angry people that obviously didn't play the game, they're just hyping up their audience and they're saying the same exact thing over and over how broken this game is. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know where I'm going with this rant. It, it, was that, was the temperature in the room really, was the anger really that justified? Where it was just I like, would say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if you're like diving into the collector's edition of it because you're putting out $300, or sorry, yeah, $300 for like a product yeah. that. For one, you expect to get as advertised because essentially what they sold you was a falsely advertised product. Then on top of that, the main reason for buying the game in the first place is the game. If there's no game to play, then it's like you just wasted your money on, I I don't know, on nothing. on just sitting in an empty world with nobody. To me, I saw this game as just an asset flip. I was just Mm -hmm. so disappointed to see that I was right. Yeah, how like, much did you actually play of it? Like, uh, I how many hours played, did you put in? I'm going to be real, real with you. I played about three to five hours, and I was just, after hour one, I was just like, I need to leave. I need to get out. And I remember my friend Fiona, a uh, friend of the show, she's been a guest a few times, and she was just like, it's it's not, it's, come on, Joe, please stay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Fiona, I can't. This is an so, abomination. Yeah. For, yeah, from like a, a first-hand experience of it, mm-hmm. I gave it about an hour and a half. Oh. About eh, 45 minutes of that was load times or yeah. crashes or glitches of me like falling through the map or something yeah. like that. 
Yeah. And the other half was just me being bored. It was yeah. just roaming around this like essentially wasteland. No survivors, nothing. I barely even found a server where there was like a couple of people roaming around. Yeah, so. and then like when we did find people, we couldn't they would still kill us, but it was like the the damage that we would receive was just more of an annoyance. Like it was just like attack, but like yeah. it was like a death by a thousand needles. And mm. then like they were just saying like all type of racial slurs, and um, it was just like I don't know, man. I, I felt like I was at a Trump rally for a second, and they're like they found me out. You know what I'm saying? PUBG like, Fallout Edition. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> Oh, wow, it was really, it was really nasty stuff. Real creepy. Wasn't stuff. it like I didn't even get a chance to fight anybody yeah. because I couldn't find anyone? Oh, it's all didn't you have to like initiate yeah. a fight with them? Yeah. That's so stupid. If you're like, <sighs> it doesn't even make sense in a game where it's about surviving and about scavenging. You know what? We've you're gonna, oh, hey, more here. Do, <laughs> do you want to play? Sorry, I told you. I was so angry. I, I will to kind of get us back on track yeah. with the Bethesda back in the I'm actually really excited to see them back because okay. I thought their showing last year was very, very piss poor. Um, I do hope Andrew WK is back just to see the crowd not loving it because I love that. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, but like yeah. they had most of it was Fallout 76 and then basically okay. like images for Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. Hmm. Um, I'm hoping this year we get to see some of the Wolfenstein projects, both yeah. the VR one yeah. and... Um, the uh, the one with the the twin uh, sisters. Yeah. Um. I hope we get to see that at this year's E3. Uh. Probably more Doom. Youngblood, I think it's called. Yeah. Youngblood. Thank you. Uh. The VR one, I think, Cyber Pilot. Um. Yep. And then, fingers crossed. Uh. I'm not a huge Fallout fan myself. Yeah. Um. But if we see anything more to what Starfield is and what I hope it is, I think they would they'll crush it. Okay. Yeah. With that, That's I'm gonna it. get to the Flash news. If you don't mind. Oh, go ahead. We're, long and we're running real long in the tooth here. Um, first things first. Days Gone will feature a photo mode at launch. Awesome. That's dope. Question for you, Eric. You played a lot of The Last of Us. You love Last of Us. Yes, sir. Where, where are you at with Days Gone? Is this a day one purchase, yay or nay? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Looks and- dope. Yeah, it just I, I'm a big fan of zombie games. I always have been, always will be. I know it can get like drawn out, but just something seems like it's gonna have a good story All with right. this game. All so right. awesome. yeah, I think I think so. Ben Studios, you're killing it. We have a giveaway announcement soon about that. Wonder what it mm. could be. Our next Flash Goober is guess what? There's a new color Joy uh Joy-Con. Uh DualShock <laughs> Four controller. It's mint green. It's green on white. I like it, okay? I, I, I like wouldn't it. say mint. It's like a darker green. Fine. I like yeah. it. <laughs> God forbid I do. Because the internet no, doesn't like one. it. Oh, we the have internet doesn't like it, really? They don't like anything, man. Yeah, well, fuck them. Oh, yeah, you know what? Fuck them. Oh, it's sorry, Tim son. Oh, yeah, damn it. Damn it, Kyle. You're supposed to be the I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be the one barrier. that's... Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Tim Wolf's saying that we've led his son down a path of darkness. We need to bring him back to the light. With that, let's bring him back to the light. With the next Goober. Kyle, may you read you can you read it? May you read this it. This comes from Forbes. Yoda. Yeah. Let's face it. Apex Legends season one battle pass is bad. What mm-hmm. now? 
After weeks of anticipation, Respawn Entertainment finally lifted the veil off of the Season 1 Battle Pass for Apex Legends, containing within 100 tiers of unlockable cosmetics that can be yours for one low price and a whole lot of grinding. When Fortnite does this, it's Christmas morning. The Battle Pass now comes replete with weird banana men, evolving skins, friendly pets, and a whole lot more. With Apex, Apex Legends, however, this big drop of cosmetics is less impressive. I got a question for you. Now, Kyle, you're not into Apex. I don't want to spend no. too much time because we already talked about it at the beginning of the show. Also, that was how Forbes r- wrote that. Yeah, that wasn't really unprofessional. Yeah, I, I, after I read that, I was like, wow, that was really what Forbes, how they wrote yeah. it. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's talk about it. Apex Battle Pass sucks. Am I just the only one, Eric? I haven't even seen I, I knew it was rumored. I just, I don't even know what it is. Uh, pretty much, like, yeah, there's 100 levels. There's only really one cool skin. There's three different skins. Like, they, they all have the same pattern. One's, like, Aztec-themed. One's, like, a okay. bland banana color. One's a bland orange color. It okay. feels like it's there. Bec- I can't search the web on Apple Watch. <laughs> All right, Siri, thanks for your input on the show. <laughs> she heard banana and just went wild. Yeah. <laughs> Searching Pornhub Where for banana. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, I'm leaving that I'm in I'm glad there. mine didn't go off, too. I'll, yeah. I'll look at my phone and just be like, <laughs> okay. Happened. AI's taking over now. Jesus. I'll just sit here and shut up. I'll just yeah, talk to me. But yeah, like, there's just three bland... There's just three bland skins. There's, everything's kind of just meh. I don't know. Is it just me? Like I'm I'm happy to give him money, don't get me wrong. Is it nine ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the like ten bucks for the regular one, exactly. then you can get like the the twenty five dollar one with like thirty tiers or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Just like Fortnite. Got it. Uh, you have to I keep in mind though too that this is their first attempt at it. That's true. And I, I do like what they're doing. Basically it's, you know, the Apex packs mm-hmm. and a lot of weapon skins, which I appreciate. A lot of it in Fortnite seems like a lot of unnecessary like stickers, if that makes sense. Right, like like so, yeah, yeah. emotes and stuff. So I would rather have the weapon skins and maybe even more character skins than emotes like that. So I'm okay with it. Okay. Yeah, it's a letdown for it being the first time, but this is their first attempt at the battle pass. So I mean, just yeah. just go with it. Have fun. Just have fun with it. That's true because you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I'm gonna pull back on this. I think you make a really great point. Um, Fortnite's, I think it was like season one or season two battle pass. I think had like three, three, four skins as well. I think maybe we're used to Epic just giving all this crap Time. out. Time. Yes. Can you put it? You should have just, just went with three and not three, Don't four, say four skins. skins. Don't say four oh, skins. Oh, no. You know, they, they had three, four skins in their battle pass. That was the tier 100 reward. I'm glad Eric that we both got that. You were just a walking foreskin. Your pickaxe. There you go. Not one, like two. I like how we were supposed to to bring them back to the light. Now we're talking about (laughs) foreskins in Fortnite. Awesome. That was a good transition. No. Great transition. (laughs) What have we done? I'm done. (laughs) On to the next cuber. I'm just, I'm done right now. Oh, man. Uh, Lucasfilm Games. I didn't mean that, guys. <laughs> no, I know what you meant, but it was... It's, that's fucking funny. Oh, that was great. <sighs> Lucasfilm Games has been unexpectedly resurrected by Disney. This comes from what? PC Gamer. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, never mind. Never mind. Let's go. Good. You're composed. Yeah. Disney appears to have resurrected Lucasfilm games. You'll probably be more familiar with the successor, the greatly missed LucasArts, which developed and published countless <laughs> games both in and outside the Star Wars universe until it was closed in 2013. While LucasArts was responsible for everything from Monkey Island as a developer to Knights of the Old Republic as a publisher, don't get your hopes up about a wave of new games appearing. Job listings posted on the Disney Careers website suggest that it will support games using Lucasfilm's IPs, including Star Wars, rather than developing them itself. I forgot to mention this. This is a new segment called... I used to agree that PC culture was ruining our modern society until I realized they didn't mean personal computers. Because this mm. is the first time we've ever met, we've ever mentioned PC Gamer ever. I, th- I believe they're one of the first that broke this news story. So, you know, this goes along with this story um, as of late that Disney is not happy, happy with the way that EA has been handling the Star Wars IP. And they're not happy with the way Star Wars IP has been handled just by LucasArts in general. And they want a change in direction. Mm-hmm. What do we think this is? Is this is this them going back to basics, going, we're going to make stuff in-house? Or is this taking the Marvel approach where they're licensing things out to other people? What do you think this is? Or do you think they're going to just stay with EA, but make sure that they have a more grounded, more to the story uh, or or to the Star Wars lore? You know, part of me imagine is imagining Lucasfilm's games coming back as they see what's been going on with Star Wars with Mm -hmm. EA. And they're like, give us back our child. And they're preparing themselves for whenever the contract is done, yeah, and then they take them back, and then they'll start making their own Star Wars stuff, or like you said, a Marvel op- approach, and kind of like distribute to uh, developers that will make the most sense. Okay, and let's not forget the past couple of years there have been what like two or three actual Star Wars story based <laughs> games that have been canceled. Yeah, I think yeah. like Visceral Games. Oh, uh, don't, don't remind me. Don't, don't trigger this. And, and that, that, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that was heartbreaking for me because I was a Dead Space fan, oh, and I'm pretty. It, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, like I think EA ruined the series, and if they really want to get Star Wars like games back to where they were, you know, back on the PS2 and all of that, like they need, in my opinion, to reboot the series with mm-hmm. a well-rounded story game. Yeah, they need to just, they need to, st- but so first and foremost, everybody that works at EA, love you, you guys and gals do yeah. great work, but the way that this game has been ha- managed by the upper echelon, um, it's been really piss poor, and I think this is the beginning of Disney reevaluating their IP and going, okay, listen, we've kind of mismanaged Star Wars a little bit. We need to kind of go back to basics. So we're going to take what what we've seen from Marvel that works, and we're going to do some maybe some in-house stuff, maybe some smaller things like a card game mm-hmm. or whatever, like a mobile thing. Uh, but at the same exact time, I would like to see them. I would love to see them go to Ubisoft, go to Massive, and just go, hey, man, we really like The Division. Could you make a Clone Wars uh, Division game? But yeah. you're 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 fuck, dude. How awesome! I just holy shit. You're in Coruscant. 
Or you're in a fucking, you're in a like, I don't know, like you're in Montcalmari's town and you're just wrecking shop. Dude, that would be dope. Like, just imagine all the places that they can just tap and just go, hey, I, we, we want to make a Star Wars game with you. What can you do for us? Right? Absolutely. Go to Sony and go, hey, here's Indiana Jones, but for real this time. Or even go into Microsoft yeah. going, hey, here's Indiana Jones. You want a Nathan Drake? You got Yeah. Is that good? That's a good point. Like, awesome. it's going back to what we were talking about with the No Man's Sky thing. Like, obviously, Disney, they, they have a passion for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's to make money, mm-hmm. but it's also a passion of theirs. Whereas EA just looks at it from the monetary gain. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I love what dice did with battlefront and battlefront two, mm-hmm. the gameplay is amazing. Yeah. So no knocks on dice, but it's the way that EA has managed to take the passion out of that like fan base. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, yeah I, I think it only doesn't, and I don't want to get too far off the star Wars Lucasfilm stuff, but you see that with Anthem and I, you can see EA's fingerprints all over it yeah. and like sucking the, the passion out of Bioware for me, at least. That's so what she said, I still got one this game. <laughs> they did the same thing with Mass Effect Andromeda too. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Huge Sorry. Mass Effect fan. Sorry for the pregnant Oh yeah, there. same. Yeah, dude. Rip. Rip to all the fallen no, EA studios. It, it'll come back. It'll EA's. come back. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. Alright, everybody. I need you to do me a huge favor. Hang on to something. on to something. Hang on to something, damn it. Uh prepare the drop <laughs> each and every week. Sony announces the latest and greatest games landing on the PlayStation platform. But there's so many good games out there, we can only pick one each. So with that said, Kyle, what is your pick for the drop? Uh, mine is very obvious. It's American Ninja War. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, it's The Messenger, which is also pretty obvious coming from me. Yeah. Um, you've heard me talk about it many times, but in case you don't know what it is. Um, as a demon army besieges his village, a young ninja ventures through a cursed world to deliver a scroll paramount to his clan's survival. What begins as a classic action platformer soon unravels into an expansive time-traveling adventure full of thrills, surprises, and humor. Now, this is already on Switch. It's making its PlayStation debut. It's a beautiful 8-bit style, and then when you Mm. jump through some portals, it switches to 16-bit. And the art style changes. The music changes. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. The the it's the shopkeeper is really funny. Um, The gameplay is tough, but it's rewarding. I love it. You need to play The Messenger. Okay. Sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Eric, I forgot to tell you we do this thing called the drop. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you suggest? <laughs> it comes to mind. Really? I mean, we talked about it earlier. For me, it's still Apex. I got you. And Get even with the Battle Pass coming out, with yeah. it being kind of underwhelming, I still feel like with the addition of the new character, Octane, yeah. Yeah. it just adds like a whole new dynamic. It, the more you introduce more characters, yeah. obviously the the whole makeup of the game is going to switch. Hey, going back all to these Apex different guys in so. the battle pass, would it have just been better to add this new character to the battle pass? Uh, I don't think so. No. Because then now, instead of locking it behind a paywall, mm-hmm. it's actually available for everybody that plays the game. You're definitely if you wanna, right. Yeah, if you want to buy skins for them, then sure, you can support the developer. Yeah. But you shouldn't have locked it behind it's not, the battle you know pass. What? Yeah. Eric, you're, you're, you're a genius. I like <laughs> it. I agree with this. Now, just this obvious pick, 
And here's where we get to this giveaway nonsense. Because honest to God, I know I've created this giveaway and I can control it. And I could take it away just like how I brought it into this world. Okay, Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> just no My more giveaway. Pick. Uh, Mr. Badbit, I don't feel so good. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we gotta unsnap it. Um, Just in peace, my boy. <laughs> Spoiler. Rip. Uh, Joe's obvious pick, me, I just read the notes, now I sound like Richard Nixon, um, is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. You are the one-armed wolf, a disgraced and disfigured warrior, bound to protect a young lord. You become the target of many vicious enemies. When a young lord is captured, nothing will stop you to regain your honor, not even death itself. So, again, From Software, this is a game I've been anticipating because From Software makes some of the best games. Hey, maybe even the game of the generation. That is Bloodborne, the Dark Souls series. Demon Souls. I love Armored Core. I love, 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 Tenchu from software. And Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is a game that, oh my god, tomorrow I'm going to get my hands out of you guys. I'm freaking out. And yeah, in, order to celebrate, in order to celebrate, I did this little giveaway. I was like, you just like and you retweet. Okay. You just like that's all you needed to do, but I'm upset tonight because I got a new segment for you. Tim off son, cover your ears. We're not talking about the <laughs> one thing. Now your dad's gonna have a conversation about you with. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let's talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> There's been some fuckery afoot, and I want to get down to the bottom of it. So today I'm doing a, one more project for this class. I'm like, it's down to the wire. Like after I get done uploading this, I'll be up until like six in the morning writing this thing to get it done. Um, so I, I, I haven't had time to gather all the names to do the giveaway. So I let it up to my brother. I go, Dan, you have a task. You're unemployed. You have nothing going on in your life. Nothing. All right. You're a loser. So here you need to get the list of names of people who follow the show who have liked, who retweeted it. And he did. He did everyone. But here's the problem. He when did I everyone. Do giveaways, uh, well, let me tell you. Us, us Morans said. in this household, we got a lot of stamina. Got a lot oh, of it. Oh, boy. Andy, Andy knows it from Andy Snailmail. But anyway, nonetheless. So I go out there. And, I'm sorry. My brother goes out there. He gets all the names. I then go out there and I make sure that none of them are bots. So because transparency and honesty is our key, if I see a name of someone who the last, ten, like I'm serious, like the last 10 posts are just all retweet giveaways, you're a bot, or at least I assume it and you're just not counted. So I made sure that there was no bots because the, the first time I ever gave away Overwatch, it was to a bot that lived in Bolivia and I felt like an idiot afterwards a dumb dumb idiot so i made sure we, we narrowed the list down to people that actually watch and listen to the show it got me excited bam i plugged it in what's the first name that enters sean capri of the xbox chef <laughs> and i'm like no 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 no. that son of a bitch doesn't get to win I'm sorry, Sean, you don't get the win. You got it for free already because, you know, Xbox Canada, you've made the blood sacrifice to them. <laughs> so, no. So, I'm like, okay. Well, my brother, he, he messed up a little bit. Whatever. Let's get to Luke Loy. 
plug Luke Lore's name in there. Sorry, no, sorry, not plugged. I, I, I rolled the number generator again. Yeah. Luke Lore's name lands. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. He got the hosts of the Xbox drive and not the people that fucking mattered. So I plugged in the numbers again. And I'm like, damn, you had one damn job. And then it hits Taribo Flavins, who is a man who's been campaigning for this. With this hashtag rigged in our community, every time we do a giveaway or a guru does a giveaway or Sean does a giveaway, everybody hits them with hashtag rigged or Joe After Work does it. It's everybody rigs it. And now I think this has been rigged. And I think there's been a hashtag rigged for Ribo. We need to get to the bottom of this because there's been some Russian collusion, <laughs> some Russian fuckery, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. But in all honesty, congratulations, Ribo. Um, this man, Congrats. this man, give him a round of applause. He's, he's helped this community way more times than I can, I can ever count. Uh, and not just my community, but communities across the internet. He does God's gift. He, he, he's got, he does God's work and he is God's gift to everyone. Shoes gift to everyone. He does so much good. Again, like my streams wouldn't, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. Um, goose streams wouldn't happen. Joe after work. He's a mod like everywhere. So congratulations, Ryba. When I saw your name, I was relieved because it wasn't Sean or Luke's. And again, I blame my brother, <laughs> but I did look at the list and I didn't even think anything of it. So whatever, just we'll blame hashtag Dan hashtag Dan rigged it. <laughs> I mean, good for him. It sounds like he like, deserves it so oh, good for him i hope he enjoys does. it he definitely does and with that if, he you listen, it. if you get if you're a little butthurt about losing that's fine it's fine because guess what starting starting next week when we go to pax i'm gonna announce a giveaway we're gonna do days gone oh yeah we're gonna do it yeah we have a days gone giveaway it'll be our last big giveaway of the foreseeable future and it's of a, a copy of days gone so if you like days gone you want days gone there's some ways to win you like and retweet the pin tweet when I put it up. You follow PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or you can rate us five stars on iTunes and you post a picture of it, of your review on Casa de Bad Bit or PS Trophy Room. The reason why you need to send me a photo is if you live in an another country, I can't see your iTunes review. But it has to be five stars, no one stars, okay? Come on. What is this? <laughs> Communist Russia? I mean, hey, sounds, sounds pretty easy. I mean, it's simple really it's so simple even a ton of bots can do it <laughs> <laughs> with that here comes uh andrew house's snail mail now let me just get a water because this is gonna be a lot oh boy ah, this is gonna be a rant for me and uh oh okay so, i'll just sit back and relax mm, and listen right. now eric <sighs> usually usually we have a funny joke for andrew house's snail mail um, I'll talk oh, about he, like going into his house, stealing his licorice. Did he finally, you know, send that restraining order? No, I was gonna on? do a joke, but we have a really serious question that follows. Mm, okay. So I was just like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want it. So I, 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 I sent, I sent Andrew House a carrier. Um, again, it was a young man, leotard, um, with a pigeon. He was running with the pigeon. Didn't make any sense. He goes. Your house, there's a pigeon right here, and then he's just like takes a pigeon, opens it. It's actually like a lockbox, very weird. I know I'm a little kooky. And then he takes the picture out, and it's just me. And it's just like a letter, not a picture. And it's like, there's a truce today, it's armamus, if you will. 
I'll see you next week, you dumb fucking idiot. <laughs> and then poof, it just it just disappeared. <laughs> so with that, Famous Seamus writes in again. For the second time in this show. Now, Famous Seamus has kept us real over the last few weeks, and I appreciate all of his questions. Um, and you know what? We have this thing of sometimes real life stuff happens, and you listen to podcasts to escape that bullshit and to escape the world. But sometimes the world hits you in ways where you need to respond to those types of things. And we've done this in the past with um, the, God, with the shooting and. Um, New Zealand? Rockland. And now we're going to do it here for the one in New Zealand. So um, Seamus writes in, if you guys don't feel comfortable answering this question, you don't have to answer it, but we will. In light of recent world events, do you think gaming as a whole, including game makers, gamers themselves, and gaming content creators, need to take a stronger stance against the disturbing rise of bigotry in the world? So... With that, if you all don't know, um, there was a massacre in New Zealand that cost the lives. Uh, I th- believe the city was called Christchurch, uh, Christ New Zealand. Um, an evil psychopath killed 49 people in a mosque in, in Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, the I story is actually more now. Uh, now that like the articles came out and like the reports came out, like yeah. the actual death toll itself rose. And that's that's still absolutely Bonkers. disgusting. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, I when I heard the new news, it, uh, it was it was questionably around fifty. I I heard forty nine and fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I it was it hit me really hard because though it's you know it's across the world, it's still innocent people. And my brothers told me the story of like one one person um, heard someone welcome the shooter, like welcome brother. And then the man started opening fire, and that's fucked. It's 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 disturbing, and the the allegation of because I did not the, he live streamed it like a fucking asshole. I mean, you're already a piece of shit for doing it in the first place, but like it just takes you just it just makes me sick. Like there's yeah. no words. It's just like gross. It's just gross. It's vile, really. It's like absolutely. scum of the earth. Yeah. And so when you hear this news, your heart breaks. And so first and foremost, our hearts weep for you, everyone in New Zealand, anyone affected, anybody affected by gun violence in general. It's disgusting. And there's allegations. Again, I didn't watch the live stream because I'm not a monster. Yeah. And, um, Please do not. Don't do not not share it. it. Don't do fucking Absolutely. anything You see it. it. The only thing it. you do is report it. Report That's it. all mm-hmm. you can do. Uh, apparently this guy said subscribe to PewDiePie and then he started opening fire. Yeah, that was uh, also in his manifesto, I believe as well. <sighs> so here's the deal. I'm going to be real with you all for a second. There's been arise with just this this hate this white supremacist hatred towards others and just this polarization of everyone on the world stage it's not just video games it's everywhere and the one thing that i need to say to you all first and foremost is if there is someone in your life that you love tell them hug them tell them how much they mean to you 
Tell them how much you love them. Because that's the most important thing to do. We have so much love in the world, but we're always seemingly, seemingly so scared to share it. We're so scared to put ourselves out there to be vulnerable. Let yourself be vulnerable. Let yourself love. Because there's too many times where we spread vitriol and we spread hatred. And instead, we should be spreading that love and that positivity. So do that for me. Again, as well, when it comes to when it comes to this act of violence, make sure your congresswomen, your senators are aware of how you feel about gun violence and about about the readily available uh, nature of being able to get guns. Gun loopholes in, in several states are insane, especially mm-hmm. ones that have a lot of mass shootings. I'm looking at you, Florida. Holy shit. Just go out there, reach out, get educated on the matter, and let your voice be heard. Last but not leastly, and Eric, you don't have to chime in. Kyle, don't chime in on this one. This one's just for me. This one's my bad bit rant of the night. Um, when it comes to being a YouTuber, uh, being anybody, if you have an audience of any size, you have one person that follows you, one million people following you, 89 million people following you, you have an obligation to make sure that your audience is the audience you want. This is, there is, I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and read PewDiePie's mind and tell you if he's a white supremacist or not, but what his audience, the subsect of his audience seems to be people that want to just troll, that are just assholes, that are just white supremacists. And it's very easy to be a YouTuber and just let it happen and not call that audience away from you um, by saying you're not fucking welcome here. So first and foremost, if there's a white supremacist out there, I don't know if you're watching, I'm Hispanic, so you're fucking up the wrong tree, my friend. Secondly, I don't fucking want you here and you're not welcomed. You're never welcomed. Your ideas are dead and gone and you're disgusting and you're vile and you're not welcomed anywhere, anywhere. Get the fuck out of here. If you're willing to love and to embrace that, awesome. And then the next thing, because you get very political here. My president's a racist. Just here to say it, because it needs to be said. He's a racist, and I don't fucking like him. But if you voted for him, and if you do like him, it doesn't mean you're an asshole. It just means you're a little bit uninformed. We, we can help you there. There are so many people that are doing really great things that are calling out white supremacists and this motherfucker is doing nothing and sitting on his hands. Fuck that guy. But I love you all. Well said, buddy. I agree with that. Yeah. So, and I love you. I'm angry because I hate seeing hate. Like, I hate seeing this. But man, it needs to be said. Mm-hmm. So many people are just afraid to take just even the simplest steps. Now you know how I feel on everything. So if you just didn't like any of what I just said, yeah, it's fine. Goodbye. Uh, you know, maybe next time. I don't know. Be, be a better person. With that, I don't want to end on that note, though. I want to bring it back up with a question. Are you ready for this, guys? I'm ready. Shoot. <sighs> Ooh, I cracked my elbows there. 
I heard that. Luke Lore writes in. Probably everybody else did in school. Luke Lore writes in. That's right. We're ending with you, Luke. Because, again, I do not want to end it on that note. Don't. Let's end it with video games. It looks like Nintendo and Microsoft continue to play well together. Quote, with our good friends from Microsoft. Unquote. Cuphead does... With Cuphead, does this change how Sony should negotiate its launch into the next gen? So what Luke Lore is stating, what he's asking is recently we just saw Cuphead land on the Switch. Which was crazy. Which is crazy. I'm not expecting it. It was nuts. Uh, I literally, I was in school and I was just freaking out. I was. Have you ever played Cuphead or are you interested in it whatsoever, Eric? I've, I've watched. I've watched through it okay, myself. Cool. Sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to play it myself because I own a Switch. Oh, it's dope. It's so good. Yeah. And it's so balls to the wall, hard and frustrating. But it's so awesome to see Microsoft break through these barriers and just go like, "We're here, gang. We're here. We're we want to hit every platform." And I've seen some people be negative about this, going, "Why? Why do we buy an Xbox now?" Why Why should we? But Cuphead is integrating Xbox Live on the Nintendo platform. So is there a bigger picture here that we're not understanding? I'm going to start with you, Kyle. Do you think there's a bigger uh, picture here? Is it is it okay for Xbox to just put their game out on anything? Do, well, do you, is it okay? Yeah. I guess there's no precedent. Like, yeah. I, this is... This is uncharted territories. Like I, I don't know how to. Is it? Are they like becoming a third-party publisher type of deal, or are like? I don't. I don't think so. I just think that Microsoft and Nintendo are looking at each other, and they can see how they can benefit. Mm-hmm. Or, or, oh man, here's More your compliment each other. Yeah, he, I was gonna say here's your other. That's what she said. They can fill each other's holes. <laughs> Yes. In a way, um, about foreskin and filling <laughs> holes. I like this. Now that's that's a game I want to play. Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, yeah, and so I just think there's a mutual thing that they can both benefit from mm-hmm. by doing this. Uh, I, I always felt like Nintendo is the third kind of all by itself. Yeah, and it's pretty much like Microsoft and Sony like butting heads. Mm-hmm. So it's very it's very cool. I, I think it's very cool that Microsoft is kind of like buddy buddied with Nintendo. Yeah. I think this is dope. I didn't. I didn't yeah. see the criticism. I don't see why people should be upset about it. Eric, what do you think? Is this dope? Is this cool? Do you own a Switch? Do you? Are you... I, I do not. Oh, you I do, do not. You need to... I should, but oh, I don't. Yeah. Um. Well, here, let me ask you guys yes. a question. Do you think they're so like buddy buddy with Nintendo because of just kind of the poor sales overall of the Xbox One versus the PlayStation Four? Do you think that's a way to like get back at Sony in a like way? Like a goodwill thing? Yeah. Yeah, because now they're they're branching into the Nintendo market. So maybe mm. they can pull some of Nintendo's fans out. Or do you think yeah. it's just do you overall spread their games? I want to say, you know, Luke Lore, you're discussing for bringing an Xbox question on the show. But, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not I'm not I don't do a podcast in my car, so I can't speak for Xbox in a whole, but I will say this. I think this is Xbox trying to give out goodwill more than anything. It's not that like their system sold like crap because they didn't. It sold good. It just didn't sell PlayStation good, right? Was it 360? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't on like their 360 exactly. level because that, like, that was that was absurd, right? It mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. So I think this is Mar- Microsoft saying, "Hey, we're here and we're making really big strides. You know, we're doing things different. We're changing the way." you look at us and how we look at video games 
and how you're going to look at publishers like us in the future. I think that's what, what it really is. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. It, it gives me hope that with Cuphead now on the Switch, maybe Ori's next and I can finally play Ori. That's what I'm waiting for because I have Cuphead, so I don't have the urge to jump in, but yeah. I would love to play Ori and just not on an Xbox because I just don't prefer it. I just don't prefer it. All right, stop yelling at me. I don't hate <laughs> it. I just don't prefer it. It's, it's not so here's another question yes. for you guys as well. Do you think going into the PS5 or whatever their next PlayStation is because it seems like yeah. every year they go in numerical order, yeah. so obviously that would be the first choice. Yeah. Do you think they're going to go with Switch platforms as well? Do you think they're going to like start pushing mm-hmm. out some of their games maybe to test the waters of it? Because I, I don't see, like, a Last of Us or an no. Uncharted going yeah. to a Switch. No. Maybe, I, like, the lower tier yeah. of, like, PlayStation exclusives. No. But well, I'm, I'm like trying to think of, like, busters. some... I'm trying to think of some, like, lower... Like I, I don't want to say molecule. quality. But, like, yeah, I, I won't smaller, say like that. smaller titles that are yeah. only on PlayStation that could come well, over. Dreams is actually a good call. Because if Or, or Tearaway. Creativeness. It's not lower tier. It's just that creative, like... Uh, like childlike innocence wonder. that they're getting. Yeah, yeah, wonder. Do you think they're... Horizon Zero Dawn would be a good fit on the Switch? Fucking, I'd love that. Yeah, I'd that'd love be that. great. So that'd maybe cool. that's maybe give that's me, like the first game that they can really test the waters with give it. Me, give me see, trophy like... support. That's what I want. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and even if it's something just like, hey, you can play games on your Switch and you can earn trophies in them. Um, yes. Dope. Give that to me. Dope. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with that, that's been the trophy room for this night. Uh, we said a lot of crazy stuff, called a lot of people names, but I felt mm-hmm. good. A lot of man. jokes. A lot of jokes. It's always it's a lot always of jokes. Fun. I've made this analogy before, right? Um, you know, we have we have the sister podcast, the Xbox Drive, and they don't pay us for the amount of sponsors that we just throw <laughs> their way, and they should. But I love them, and that's why we give them so many shout outs. And I always say that that's the that's the podcast you bring to meet the family, right? Like, you get Senator Lauren there. He's shaking hands. He's like, oh, hello. Uh, My name's Luke. Uh, It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, It's my wife, Michelle. And he rips off a mask. It's Barack Obama. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. So when the fuck did Obama walk into the... (laughs) I've been a PlayStation fan for years. Uh, It's a podcast made by the players for the players. Uh, Sasha and Malia love it. Uh, But then, like, we're the podcast you take to bed, right? You know, it's like, let's get down. You know what I'm saying? Bow, chicka, bow, wow. With all that said, with all that out of the way, let's oh, get to God. the plugs, shall we? Kyle, let's first start with you, good sir. What do you have to plug, sir? Uh, sure. As always, I'll plug myself. Uh, Hoodat Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. So send me those friend requests. Love to play with you or just basically compare trophies with you. Uh, you can find my show all about the kind of funny community at BFS Talk Funny. Uh, the show is called Best Friends Talk Funny, where I have a best friend on and just highlight why the community is so awesome. Um, I have a episode that went live this week with Stephen Fontana of Nintendo Dual Screens. It's fantastic. Ooh. I recorded with the the infamous Pixel Brave, which will be coming out next week. Ooh. And uh, also, like Joe mentioned earlier in the show, me and Joe will be at PAX East next week. So come say hi, hang out. You know, I'm we'll jealous. Prob- yeah, we'll probably just be at the Days Gone booth for yeah. most of the day, for Seriously. most of the entire week. Uh, maybe take a break to go see Borderlands Three. Yeah, Hallelujah! And uh, yeah, you, you know, yeah. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. You know, I love you too, buddy. Eric, would Aww. you kindly? <laughs> would you kindly? Ooh, I love the. I love it. Ooh, yeah, I love I it already. 
would you like to uh, plug yourself there, buddy? Sure. If you guys are interested in like Bioshock content, maybe just like everything about the game itself, the whole series, mm-hmm. you can check me out either on Twitter or YouTube. Wow, that was weird. My Your series is off. Yep. I'm going to turn that off. That's shit. Let's just throw that on the bed there. Uh, everything is the Bioshock Hub. Mm-hmm. It's on Twitter, uh, Twitch, as well as YouTube if you guys are interested. And also, if you just want to hang out on PlayStation or something, my PSN is Mr. Gunstreak, as Siri is talking in the background. So, M-R-G-U-N-S-T-R-E-A-K. And as always, you can find this podcast on YouTube.com at BadBitGames. You can follow the show on iTunes. Please rate us five stars. It would mean so much to me. Or anywhere you find an RSS feed service. We got Overcast. We got Spotify. We got Podbean. We got SoundCloud. Google Play. Wherever there's an RSS feed, guys, go and gals, follow us. And with that, I have one more thing to plug. One more announcement. Guys, gang, ladies. Oh, is it what I think it is, Joe? Yeah, people of all ages, of all shapes and sizes, I'm here to announce and finally get off my chest a new podcast, a new limited run podcast I'm working on called People Play Games. And the whole point is about lifting the curtain to see what's behind when we talk about people who play and make games, because oftentimes... We're looking at a screen, we're yelling at someone, we're blaming lag, we're telling a developer how to do their jobs, and we oftentimes forget that there's people behind those screens. There's people that make those games and there's people that play those games. So what People Play Games is all about is me shining a light on the awesome, diverse people out there making a difference in the gaming industry. Whether you're a part of the LGBT crew, whether you're a black gamer, Hispanic gamer, whether you're a disabled gamer, whether you're a single father, whether you are a writer, like we have Adam Bankhurst on the show, talking about how they made it to IGN. We want to talk to you. We have our first episode from Caitlin from Your Geeky Gal Pal that should be premiering sometime next week. She's awesome I'm sorry, they're awesome, they're amazing, and it's all about being a queer gamer and what that has impacted their life going forward and how that's impacted their gameplay as well. It's an amazing show, it's a lot to learn, and it's me asking questions that maybe you're too afraid to ask other people because you're afraid of looking dumb. And so with that, I'm here to ask a stupid question so that you don't have to. So again, people play games. Check it out. Next week, we'll have the first episode. But follow Mr. Badbit. Follow PS Trophy Room to get updated on those things. And so with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep playing PlayStation. I screwed up all the outros, but I love you. Bye-bye. It's fine. It works. (laughs) Hey, just spread the positivity. Spread the positivity. There you go. Keep playing PlayStation.